Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Ken Dusso, and today we are talking about common mistakes we see from fighters in their strength and conditioning. Now, the reason we're talking about this is because, plain and simple, one thing that working with fighters I've understood I never have to worry about is work ethic. These guys are always down to work, always down to do extra, always down to push themselves, but the big thing that lacks is structure. And this leads into mistake number one that I see from a lot of fighters. And that was that first mistake is mindset and the mindset around strength and conditioning that a lot of fighters take is the more work I do, the better I'm going to get. Now I know at first glance, you're probably thinking, well, yeah, you know, you've got to work really hard if you want to improve. And yes, you are absolutely correct. You have to work really hard if you want to improve. But the mindset needs to shift from the more work I do, the better I'm going to get, to the more intentional work I do, the better I'm going to get. Working for the sake of working for the sake of working for the sake of working is not the way to get you the best result. Is it still going to improve you? Is it still going to help you improve? Of course. But the goal isn't just to get better. The goal is to get the best possible result in the least amount of time. Why? Because there's a lot of you out there that want these results. There's a lot of you out there that want to be fighting at higher levels. There's a lot of you out there that want to be UFC champions or high-level UFC fighters or making a living from their sport. So just being in the gym and working hard is not enough to separate you. That's not enough to put you above the pack. And I know you think you work harder than anybody, but there are guys at every single gym putting in that level of work saying I work harder than everybody and nobody's going to outwork me. And it's just not true. You might be the hardest worker in your gym. You might be the hardest worker in your city, in your province, or if you're in the States, in your state. But that doesn't mean you're the hardest worker out there. And that does not mean that you have what it takes to reach the top. So instead, switching that mindset from the more work I do, the better I'm going to get to the more intentional work I do, the better I'm going to get. Now, how do we actually make sure that we're doing more intentional work. Biggest thing is ask yourself, going into any session, why am I doing this? What am I actually working on? So like, if you're gonna go do a bag session, and the reason I say bag session is because a lot of athletes tell me that, they're like, yeah, after practice every day, I go hit the bag for an hour. And it's like, cool, what are you working on while you're doing it? And if you're just randomly throwing random shit without any second thought at the bag, Is it improving something? Yeah, maybe. But if you cut that hour down to 20 minutes and focused on two specific combinations that you've been practicing that you've been struggling with, how much better are you going to get at those two specific combinations that you're working on compared to the random shit you're doing right now? 
And because I always get someone saying like this, saying something like this, when I talk about intentional work, some people will tell me, oh, but I am really intentional. Cool. Then this message isn't for you, is it? <laughs> and so the big thing I need you guys to understand is it's about intentional work, not just about the work. And that doesn't mean that the work isn't important. You still do need to push yourself, but it's not just how hard can I work before I drop. Now, mistake number two that I see from a lot of fighters, and this one is going to ruffle some feathers, is relying solely on running for their conditioning. If all you're doing is running and skill work, you are missing the boat. Now, don't get me wrong. Same thing as, you know, working for the sake of working. Is running going to improve your cardio? Yes. Is it the best way to get the best result when it comes to improving your cardio? No. And I will argue this till I'm blue in the fucking face. Yes, I understand that, you know, Floyd Mayweather ran every day during his career. Manny Pacquiao ran 10 kilometers every single morning. Khabib goes for runs. I understand that great athletes go for runs. That does not mean that all you should be doing is trying to bank as many kilometers as possible to build your conditioning. Because I promise you, first of all, with a lot of those guys, they were doing a hell of a lot more than just run. Floyd Mayweather, as an example, was born into the sport of boxing. So he was not as great as he was because he went for runs every day. He was as great as he was because he literally was boxing his entire life around the best people from day one. Now, again, it will improve your conditioning. Absolutely. But the body has three energy systems. And if you've been following me for more than 10 minutes, you've heard me talk about this before. And if you want the best conditioning possible for your sport, you need to be able to properly balance all three of them. Energy system number one, the aerobic system. This is the body's generator in the background. So this is lower intensity, longer duration, and just your ability to consistently generate energy over time when you fight. Second, the anaerobic lactic system. And this system is basically your bridge from your explosive power to your endurance and the amount of each that you have that you can carry into the later rounds. So it's teaching your body to delay the onset of fatigue, it's teaching your body to continue working even though you're tired. And then finally, so that system can work for about a minute solidly before it starts to fade off. And then finally, we have the anaerobic alactic system, which is your 100% intensity. And that 100% intensity focuses, like it can go for about 10 to 12 seconds before it really starts to fade. But the important thing is that you're hitting all three of these systems with your training. You want more information on how to do that? My Instagram account is full of different circuits, different training sessions, things like that that you can do. So make sure you check that out. I see a couple of questions coming through on the Instagram live. Speaking of, I'm going to get to all of those as soon as we wrap up the podcast itself. So make sure you stick around to the end and I'll make sure to get any, any questions answered that I can. Now, those are the energy systems. And the last thing I wanted to say on the running only for conditioning is you've got to understand what conditioning actually is. A lot of people, their mindset around conditioning, again, is the longer I go, the better I'll be able to fight. But what you've got to understand, let's say professional MMA, not a title fight. You're going for three five-minute rounds. Your goal is not to be able to be the guy who can go the longest. Your goal is to be able to be the guy who can go the hardest for three five-minute rounds. And that's a very different type of condition. You need to teach your body to be explosive, to be fast, to be powerful, and to have the endurance to go 15 long minutes. If all you're doing is stacking up 10-kilometer runs, yeah, you're going to be able to go all day until you're required to be fast and powerful because you're not training that side of the game. 
So conditioning actually means an athlete's ability to execute the needs of the sport. So like a power lifter, as an example, is well conditioned if they can do one rep followed by a nine or 10 minute break because that's what they need to do in the sport. Now a May fighter is well conditioned if they can push a high pace for three five minute rounds. And if all you're doing is running, I promise you, you are not maximizing that. You might be sitting here saying, well, my conditioning feels really good and that's, you know, if that's all I do, cool. What level have you fought at? What opponents have you fought? How high have you climbed? Are you where you want to be? No, there's probably still more information out there for you to learn. Now, the final thing that we are talking about when it comes to the three mistakes that I see athletes make most often when it comes to their strength and conditioning goes a little bit off of this one, but it's avoiding the weights. The other thing I hear so often, and every time I hear it, it makes me want to put my head through a wall, is I don't lift weights because I feel like they make me slow. Or I'll have some sort of comparison be like, well, you know, look at like big bodybuilders, like they would gas out fast if they tried to fight. It's like, yeah, but lifting weights and trying to step on the Mr. Olympia stage are two different things. You've got to get it out of your head that lifting weights means becoming an Olympia level bodybuilder. You can lift weights and not put on masses and masses of muscle. But also, don't be fucking afraid of muscle. Muscle's a good thing. Obviously, to an extent, you don't need to be the biggest, strongest, most shredded dude in the world, but you need to have strength backing up your body. You need to have power, which comes from your body being stronger. So the third and final mistake is avoiding lifting weights. Now, when it comes to lifting weights, where a lot of people go wrong and why a lot of people feel like weights make them slow if they're not just blindly listening to someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about is they follow bodybuilding style splits. They'll do a leg day, which is like a brutal leg workout that has, you know, 200 reps hitting your legs. Then they'll do a push pull day, a push day and a pull day. Now, if you blast the shit out of your legs on Monday, and they're sore and in pain because you've put them through the fucking ringer, and then you go to try to do MMA or box or roll or do whatever on Tuesday, of course you're going to feel fucking slow because you blasted the shit out of your legs the day before. The same thing, if you're trying to throw punches, if you're trying to spar, and you're coming off of a heavy push day where you feel like you can't even hold your hands up, of course you're not going to feel good when you go spar. Because you blasted the fuck out of your arms. You blasted the fuck out of your chest. You blasted the fuck out of your shoulders. All the muscles that are required to hold your hands up. So how do you switch this up? Number one, you've got to stop thinking about overall volume of training. And you've got to start thinking about balance. Now, when I say balance, I don't mean, you know, equal amount of strength and conditioning as far as your skills training. What I mean is balancing your strength and conditioning with your skills training. You can get as strong as you need to get with two to three strength and conditioning sessions a week. And they don't need to be brutal. My rule with my athletes is if you are too sore to do your skills training sessions after one of our sessions, it means we push too hard and you've got to drop your weights. Now, a lot of people think, no, I just want to push through it and get better. But what that tells me is you're not physically there yet. If we push you really hard to the point where you feel like you can't go spar two days later because you're chest or your shoulders or whatever are sore, your body's not physically developed to take the amount of impact that we put on it. 
So instead of saying, oh, I just need to do more, do more, do more, understand you've got to come back to the level that your body's at and slowly but surely progress over time. Now, does this mean you're never going to feel sore from a weight session or a conditioning session? Of course not. But it should always be manageable. You should always be able to go do your skill sessions after you do your strength and conditioning. If you can't do the two in the same day, you're not soft. You're not a pussy. You're just trying to do too much. And just trying to do more is going to burn yourself out. Understanding what your body's limitations are and understanding how to work with those is going to allow you to slowly but surely progress over the years and turn with the best version of you back into competition where it actually matters every single time you fight. So guys, those are the three biggest mistakes that I see athletes make with their strength and conditioning. Number one, their mindset of more work is better work. Number two, running all the time and focusing only on the running for their strength and conditioning. And finally, number three, avoiding the weights. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you got something out of that. If you did, I'd love to know what it was. Make sure to drop a message to me on my social medias or drop a review for the podcast as well. Every single one of those helps. And my final ask you guys is if you've gotten value from the show, make sure to share it with a friend, share it with a teammate, share it with somebody who needs to hear this message. Guys, I appreciate you all. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now, remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode.